Judges, the sixth chapter. Judges chapter 6. And then you've got to keep your Bible handy because I'm going to be going over this as well a little bit later on. Judges chapter 6, beginning in verse 2 through 7. Let's begin in verse 1. Again, the Israelites did what? In the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive. You ever been oppressed? Bondage? The Israelites prepared <coughs> shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Am Am Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. And did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. Let's jump down to verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah and belo that belonged to Joash, Eberizite, where his son, who? was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you. What? Mighty or mighty man of valor. But Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midianites' hands. I am, am I not sending you? But Lord Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Look at verse 23. But the Lord said unto him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are, going, you are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord. There and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it stands in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Abiezrites. I hope I said that right. Father, I pray that you draw us closer to you, that we would understand the importance of prayer, that we would learn to have a yada relationship with you, Lord God, an intimate Father, son, father, daughter relationship with you. Draw us closer to you. That was Mary Jane's prayer. That was her favorite song. Just to be close to you. To draw closer to you. She is so close now. Lord, allow us that intimacy with you and allow us to do great exploits for your honor and glory. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody together said, Amen. You may be seated. The title of my sermon for this evening is Told to be Bold. Told to be bold. That's what God came down in the, the form of an angel and talked to Gideon. He says, you mighty man of valor, go in thy might and save your people, save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. 
told to be bold. We're going to be covering here. The theme will be like faith and daring. Okay? Faith and daring. And faith and daring and the ability to do great exploits. And they, are, they come and they are birthed through prayer. We're going to find that out today. Okay? Faith and daring. And now, those of you that hang around with me a while, you know that I like faith and daring. I enjoy this kind of doing exploits for God. But the Bible says it all is birthed, it all happens only through prayer. Prayer has a way of turning the timid and the fearful, like Gideon was, into the bold and the brave. Are you with me? Because that's what, and I'm going to show you right now, that's what Gideon was. He wasn't always bold and brave all the time. He was timid and he was very fearful. But prayer has a way of making the down and the despondent into doers of the daring. Are you still with me? Prayer can turn the down and the despondent into doers of the daring. Ah, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? You know, at one time, I, I didn't think too much of myself, like a lot of us. At one time, I didn't know that God was going to be able to use a, a person like me to Australia, a shrimp on the Barbie. Come on. But it all comes through intimacy and prayer. Thank God for the men's homes, the rehab homes, and opportunities like we have here tonight to get closer to God, to draw close to God. Because that's what happens. All of a sudden, you don't feel so insignificant anymore, which you are not. If you belong to a church like this, and there's a reason God brought you to a church like this, God must think a whole lot about you. There's so much potential there. That's the way it was with Gideon. It was all birthed in prayer. See, I know that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. I quoted that scripture earlier. But it's also very biblical to say that faith also comes through prayer. There's a scripture in the Bible that says faith comes through prayer. So we can acquire faith and daring and boldness in prayer. Now, when you study the life of Gideon, okay, we can see that he can be called the man who went for the gold because he was so bold. We can see that he was a man of faith and daring. Gideon was truly a man who, in a sense, would go for broke. We're going to find that out here tonight. He, he put it all on the line. He put everything on the line and he won. His motto could have been everything or nothing. Patrick Henry, what did he say? Even if you got a D minus in social studies, you should know this one. What did he say? An F. Give me liberty. All right. Now you got an A. <laughs> he put it all on the line. He says, hey, listen, the English are all right, but they're oppressing us. This is history right here. That's what was happening here. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern people were oppressing the Egyptians. Always God raises up somebody. Enough is enough. We have a saying in Spanish, and excuse me if you don't understand Spanish. But, you know, and it's an odd saying. I don't recommend it, but I'm going to say it right now. Um, because some of you remember the saying, Yes, do uh, It's like a, a slang term from the inner city. Barrio. Yes, that's it, bro. Uh, I mean, that's, I've had it. That's what somebody had. That's what Patrick Henry said. He was the original cholo. Hallelujah. Uh, he says, listen, King George, the whatever you are, um, no more. We don't want to be oppressed anymore. As for me and my house, give me liberty or give me death. You know where Patrick Henry lives. He had that attitude, that purpose. They wanted liberty for America. They didn't want no oppression. That's what happens here. With Gideon. Everything or nothing. He put it all on the line. If it hadn't been for the leadership of Gideon, Israel could have remained in bondage 
for a good number of years. If it hadn't been for the bullets of a David Wilkerson or a Nicky Cruz or a Patterson Arizona, there might still be all, you might still hear that saying all the time, once an addict, always an addict. But you don't hear that any longer. We heard it growing up, heard it all the time. Once a drug addict, always a drug addict. You don't hear that anymore because one day somebody stood up in the faith of, of God Almighty. You don't hear it no more. Think about that. And there's a reason behind it, and it's called victory outreach. That's what it is. Ah, somebody said, no, 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 no. The devil can't use that one no more. Thank God. Can't use that. He's going to use other ones, but he can't use that one. Ah, because somebody stood up against the, the oppression. So Gideon stands up. But Gideon, my friend, wasn't born a hero. Gideon wasn't always a mighty man of valor. Matter of fact, when God tells him that, God's just, you know, putting it out there for him. He didn't look at himself as a mighty man of valor. It was prayer and, and communication with Almighty God that was able to tap into and bring out all the potential and all the bravery and all the courage in Gideon. It was prayer. It was prayer. Don't ever minimize the power of prayer. We need to Some people say, oh, the prayer service. We call it the power service. That's what Friday night. Did you hear anybody what he mentioned? It's power night. By and large, there's going to be a lot of prayer going on. We're going to have church. Uh, we have a regular scheduled service. But after the service, and I heard last Friday, you didn't even dismiss. You just said, everybody get on their knees. And I heard a lot of people get on their knees. I guess the way we're going to dismiss. We're not going to dismiss. It's a good way to dismiss. Don't dismiss. Uh, because we need every amen we can get. Yeah, we do. Uh, we need every amen. There's so much need on this planet. See, Gideon was just like so many of us before we developed a life of prayer. And we covered what happened there in Judges chapter 6. Okay? And then chapter 7. He goes on to talk about the things that he did. He, he goes on, I believe, in chapter 7. And they ask him to, you know, to have all those, you know, Gideon's 300 mighty men. It talks about also how he, he was instructed to go and pull the, 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 the Ashroth pole from the middle of his neighborhood. Uh, and and it, was a, it was a pole of superstition. It was, it was a family a tradition that, that, that the enemy had, had put up in their family. A lot of you have that in your families. But somebody's got to pull that thing down. Uh, somebody's got to stand, for, you know, for righteousness. And Gideon did that. But where did he get that boldness? In prayer. How are you going to get that boldness to pull that rod, that staff out of your, 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 your family? In prayer. Don't minimize the power of prayer. So many people look at that. I've said it before. Sometimes the furthest point is not from here. The moon is from here to here. It's too far to go. No, there's power here. Somebody once said, a man stands tallest when he's on his knees. See, Gideon, though he had potential in him, and God knew it, still Gideon was a product of his environment, like a lot of us. That's what he was. He had potential. He had some courage in there. But he was a product of his environment. When I was growing up in the 50s, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot. about my, I thought Santa Paula was so big. It was a town. Uh... I mean, to, to walk to the store was quite a treat. I didn't know you can get in cars and go far. Uh, very infrequently would we travel maybe, you know, to, to Fresno and Sanger and L.A. Now, that was real far. Uh, but, I mean, just to walk a few blocks, that was far for me. To, to get to walk to the show, wow. Walk down 12th Street, down Main Street. And one day I, I took off from my family. I walked home by myself and acted all proud. I made it home all by myself. I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyways, growing up back in the 50s, 
There was a thing going around called the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Ooh, I didn't know who they were. But man, I was afraid of the Russians because they were coming. Uh, oh, can they, you know, duck and cover, duck and cover. I don't know if you remember you know, those commercials. Duck and cover. You know, the kids were supposed to duck and cover. Uh, they had the films of everybody doing their schoolwork and all of a sudden, duck and cover. Uh, like, that's going to save you. How do you think, how can a little death save me from the Russians? Duck and cover. I said to myself, that's irrational. That's not going to happen. I'm going to be dead. But I had a friend of mine, and I got close to him after this special. They said, Richard Sarone, his family has a bomb shelter. I got close to him. I didn't believe that duck and cover stuff. I didn't go for that. I said, this guy, you don't have to duck and cover. He got food down there. You know, he got a bomb shelter. And so during that time in the 50s, and some of you remember Ed, don't lie. Uh, I mean, it had to, America was scared. We were frightened and fearful of, 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 of the Russians. Uh, well, that was what was happening here. I just read you that account. They were afraid of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the Eastern people. So what were they hiding in clefts and in caves and in strongholds? Uh, they were hiding because the Russians were coming. They were hiding in bomb shelters. They were all afraid. Man, when the devil does that to a society, when the devil does that to, to a people, uh, look out. He's got them. Because fear is the opposite of what? Faith. And God's called a ministry like Victor Arch to bring faith into the hood. Uh, that's what we're called to do. We're called, that's, that's our, our bullseye. Faith in the hood. Do you hear me? That's, that's always be our bullseye. We're going to reach all flat of society and we're headed in that direction. But our bullseye area is always faith to the hood. Because there's so much fear in the neighborhood. I've said, why do you think everybody walks like this? Because they're bad? No, because they're afraid. You know, they want to show everybody they ain't afraid of you. Yeah, they are. If they weren't afraid of them, they'd walk regular. But all the dudes that think they're bad, they're not. They're just, they're just showing you they're afraid. Hey, I ain't afraid. Yes, you are. Nobody walks like that. You know, <laughs> yo soy vato loco. No, yo soy vato scared. Huh? Because you'd be regular. You're not afraid. You're, hey, you know. Well, we're called the disciple guys to walk straight, to walk right, uh, to bring faith into the neighborhoods. Uh, now, Gideon was a product of his environment. That's the way Israel was, but worse during that time. Okay? Israel was hiding in caves and in holes where the enemy could not find them. They, they, they had these bomb shelters prepared. They had these holes, these caves, these clefts, these strongholds prepared. But when the enemy came, they run to the bomb shelter. They run to the cave. We're not called to run from the devil. Oh, devil, you know where I live. Me and Patrick Henry, we live right here. 16868 Clinton Avenue. Clinton Avenue. Ah. Uh, 26747. You know where you can find us. If you've got any boldness, devil, you can be afraid of coming to the house of God here on power night. Uh, but they would run. So Gideon was, hey, if mom's going to run, dad's going to run, I'm going to run. Like produces like. Uh, sissies produce sissies. That's the way it is. That was how Israel was. Israel had a big production line going on. They were producing sissies. Ah. Uh, Listen, especially the younger generation, the gang. If you can learn anything from Victory Outreach, older guys, learn from the ones that, have, that are not afraid. We might not know all kinds of stuff like you're going to know, but we ain't afraid. The, old, the older guys that have been, we ain't afraid. Uh, we're, we're, we're here for the duration. Get some heart from us. 
Uh, because that's what happened here with Gideon. Okay? They had a society of cowards. He lived in a society of runners, much like our neighborhoods are today. Uh, sure, a lot of us might be strong and, 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 and buffed and tough, so to speak, but only among ourselves. But we're not fighting the real war. But we're, we're grouping up. We're getting ready. God's getting some guys that, you know, yes, we, we, I know who I'm talking to. Some of you guys, I know you guys were tough. But you were fighting the wrong war. We've got to fight the devil, the enemy, the real enemy. Ah. See, there's a lot of us, we're not making a difference in society. I mean, the prisons and the jails are, are full of guys that are rough and tough, yes. But they're fighting the wrong war. They're not really making a difference in society. We got to get guys like that and women like that that'll come and stand against the real war and make a difference in this entire planet. That's the kind of ministry you're called to, to be involved in. You need to understand that. See, the Bible says that Israel would plant and till the ground, but the enemy would come and, and get the crops. Didn't, did not we read that? In other words, that was like the bully principle. Uh, the bully. <laughs> How many, anybody here, when you were, don't raise your hands. But did you ever have to fight against somebody bigger than you? Oh, he's bad. Oh, that guy, he's bad. And, but, but he come and push you around. And finally, maybe he could take you. But you said, enough's enough. I don't care. I'm going to get him one good punch. They can, Mom can come visit me in the house, but I'm going to give me one good punch. Then you picked up a bat. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh -huh. And maybe he did beat you up, but he knew you could swing a bat. So he'd think twice or 39 times, but next time he came trying to bully you around. Uh, that's what was happening here. Uh, they were bullying the Israelites, and they were going for it. Okay, come and get us. It's all right. Gideon himself, the Bible says, he was threshing wheat by the wine press, trying to be sneaky. He was hiding. Uh, there's a, that's no way to live. I don't know about you, but that's no way to live. The way a lot of our people are living today, that's no way to live. Uh, really. God's going to be using our ministry in big, big ways. But thank God that we've, we're learning some stuff over here. I mean, paying rent all the time. That, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. But it's not, the, it's not the total way to live. There's a better way. I mean, some of you got to buy your own houses. Uh, so you can walk regular. Uh, uh, look, at, look at them. You know how you can tell a guy that owns his own house? He walks regularly. Uh, humble, humble, the humble crawl. Uh, but that's what God has called us to do. Take back what the enemy tried to steal. That's the way to live. Uh, that's what God has called our ministry to do. It's, 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 to live in hiding, it's, it's, like, like Gideon, well, that's no way to live. That's existence. God has called us to a life, a life in abundance. Not an existence. Barely making it, scraping it, and all that stuff. No. But then, now it says, the angel of the Lord intervenes. And I believe, my friend, that it was due to an answer of prayer. The angel of the Lord came to talk and have conversation and communication with Gideon. And the reason I believe it was an answer to prayer is because the minute the angel shows up, Gideon begins to ask questions. Why are people oppressed? Why is this happening? He, he was, it was an expectancy. He was expecting the angel to show up because he was in prayer. He'd been asking, God, why? Why? Now, Henrietta's not here today, but... I'll use her as an example. But she would talk and come and talk to us. And 
She says she would walk to school when she was a young girl. I was going to say a young girl, a young girl. Henrietta was always a young girl, but she was, you know. She says when she would walk through the main in Decoto. She would, she would cry sometimes. She would say, man, why God? And then her brother all caught up in drugs too. Why? So many of my friends that have overdosed on drugs and that are not here today, they're dead. When I got to my office right now, I don't know who put it there, but I, there was a letter there. It was addressed Julian Ramirez, and I said, wow. Julian Ramirez. But then I looked at the date. It was 1997. So I read the letter. Wow, maybe I should read it to you guys. It was the aspirations that he, he, he just passed away three weeks ago. He overdosed on, on, on drugs. But he says, Steve, I love you. And he underlined it twice. He says, I love you and Josie and your family and the church. I love you guys. Uh, I mean, we can make a difference in people's lives like that. Uh, we need to understand that the, the call that we have, don't take it lightly. Uh, we need to understand that. And so, again, that's no way to live. So the angel of the Lord shows up, and he's right there ready. ready. And he asks, how come this is happening? Henrietta asks the same question. Why is the cold of the way it is? It's got to change. Can it change? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Many of you are here. You're, you're from that area. I remember when we first came to Decoto. You know the famous words we said? Uh, as soon as we got the speaker, I said, Decoto, we're here to make you think about God. Huh? Because God was bringing in a ministry like us into this area to make a difference. Uh, they, they don't have to live like that any longer. Uh, why, why does it have to be like this? It was an addict, it was an addict. Is that the truth? No, it's not. And that's what Gideon was doing here. He was asking question. And then the angel of the Lord comes and he calls Gideon a mighty man of valor. Now it was either sarcastic or else it was faith. I believe it was faith. God was putting faith in him. You mighty man of valor. You got potential. And I believe God's speaking to some of you here tonight. No, all of you. You mighty man of valor. And if you're a woman, well, don't mess with the gender. Uh, you mighty woman of valor. You mighty woman of valor. Uh, praise God. See, that's what God was doing. Irregardless, we can see that God evidently saw something in Gideon and was coming in answer to his prayers. You know why we're here today? I don't know if some of you know this, but there's a lady by the name of Eve West. Most of you probably don't know who she is. But when we got here, she would come to our church. She would attend. She goes to Shiloh up in Oakland. And through the course of time, she says, listen, we believe, and I believe, she says, you and your wife are an answer to prayer. She would help us out. She got us her first piano. I remember that. She said, because you don't know this, but back in 1970-something, when Dennis Waller was hanging out at Weeks Park, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But some of you used to hang out at Weeks Park. Robert Colon, you better raise your hand. Huh? And I heard, I wasn't here yet, but I heard, I heard. That park, oh my Jesus. Uh, yeah, George, okay, okay. It was wall-to-wall -wall PCP and all that madness, drugs and whatever. Huh? It was terrible. But she says, like Gideon, enough is enough. This has got to be something else. These people can't be going to pot. So they developed a prayer meeting on Wednesdays. On Wednesday, there in, 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 they used a church here, Assembly of God Church on the street on Roos Road. On Roos Road. They were praying, God, send somebody. Lord, save our children. And we come. And where do we go? Roos Road. That's where we started. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. 
And now, many years later, some of you used to be hanging out over there in those parks. It's not Eve West praying. It's you. You could pray very empathetically. But right away, getting back to the story, Gideon begins to ask the angel of the Lord the reason why Israel is in the predicament that it currently is at that time. As if Gideon and Israel had no hint. Why are we in this predicament? Like if they didn't know why. Uh, come on, Gideon. What did I say earlier? Courage begets courage. But cowardice begets cowardice. Like produces like, the Bible says. Gideon asked where, why, and if. But my friend, if he doesn't, you know, wait for the angel of the Lord to give him an answer, then he, he doesn't wait at all. Matter of fact, when he asks the question, why are my people in the predicament they are today, he answers his own question. That's what the Bible says. Gideon proceeds to answer his own questions, but by his own self. And chapter 6, verse 13 says, it's because the Lord has forsaken us. That's what chapter 6, verse 13 says. But look at verse 14. Turn to it again, please. Judges chapter 6. Verse 13, and Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen upon us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Which our fathers told us of? Which our father told us of? Saying, did not the Lord bring us out from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord, verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Now, see, Gideon was a typical young person, youth. See, many generations of youth asked a hundred questions. And Gideon was even willing, my friend, to argue with the angel of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. In verse 14, God comes down and he gives Gideon a somewhat Moses type of a charge. That's what he gives him. A somewhat Pauline, Macedonian call kind of a charge. Go in thy might, and thou shalt save Israel. And in verse 15, if you read it there, uh, he, he whines. He begins to whine. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me read it to you. And he said unto him, Oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? My whiner. See, Gideon, like Moses, wanted somebody else to do the job. He didn't want to do it himself. See, God doesn't work that way. Nor does he answer prayer that way as well. If we're praying about needs in our inner cities, don't you for one minute, my friend, think that God's going to send a Presbyterian from Black Hawk to the inner cities. It's not going to happen. If we're praying like this, it only makes sense God's going to send us. Dave Wilkerson was watching television. That's how Victor Average was birthed. Up in the hills of Pennsylvania. Ah, Kenny's watching the gang situation in, in New York City. Terrible place. And he begins to pray, God, send somebody. And God sent him. White socks and all. I believe he was wearing red socks in the, in the movie. Uh, he sends them down because he was the one praying. Nobody else would pray. God always sends people that have heart, that have concern. Thank God it was David Wilkerson that went. Because we are a part of him. And I'll tell you something. Dave Wilkerson has guts. Uh, that's what we were birthed from. That's your heritage. Every time, every time I hear Nikki, Nikki Cruz and Pastor Sonny, our founder, talk about Dave Wilkerson, they always say that. They said, 
they, they always say these words. Josie's probably heard it many times. They always say this. Davy had guts. And don't you think for one minute a person like Sonny Argonzoni. Sonny Argonzoni was from Brooklyn, not a square from Delaware. Sonny been around the block a few times, many times. Sonny, Sonny's too much. Get to know him, man. That guy's too much. And then Nikki Cruz. Who wasn't afraid of nobody? Hey, ma. Ah, uh, hey, stiff. Ah, uh, Jose. Calls Jose, Jose, Jose. But he a bad. He wasn't afraid of nobody. He says, hey, Steve, when I fought, I said, big old guys. The way he does it. So I look at them. He says, he'd go for the back. But he wouldn't back down for nobody. For them to say Davey had guts, they know what they're talking about. Huh? And it's because Dave Wilkerson was the man that was praying. But he had the See, when you pray empathetically, don't think God's going to send somebody else. Ah, he's going to send you and I. People that are praying empathetically for those needs. Dave Wilkerson is a man of boldness. See, Gideon and his prayer and his desire was, it was a very honorable desire. He wanted God to intervene. Gideon wanted God. He wanted God. He wanted God to do something. But what Gideon didn't know yet was that God's tools are always people. Did you hear me? God do something. God will do something, but his tools are always people. It's us. It's you and I. When God saw the need to raise up a people for himself, he brought out Abraham. When God saw the need to lead the children out of Egypt, he brought Moses, a person. And here was Gideon trying to hide behind the winepress, yet he was praying to God. But notice, and this is a key. Notice that when Gideon asked, where is the God of our fathers? Please listen to, if you're not going to listen to nothing in the sermon, listen to this. When Gideon asked, and he asked the Lord, where is the God of our fathers? Notice what God really says. God says this. He says, Gideon, you asked me, where is the God of our fathers? But I ask you, Gideon, where is the faith of your fathers? You're asking me, where is the God of our fathers? Gideon, I'm asking you, where is the faith? Where is the boldness? Where is the courage? Where is the fortitude? Where is the guts of your fathers? Your lineage, your heritage, you're giving it up for nothing. Man, you're supposed to represent me. And you're hiding in caves, in bomb shelters. No. Come on. Act like a Nikki Cruz. Act like a David Wilkerson. Act like a Richard Contreras. You know, it's sermons like this that have built ministries like ours. Richard Contreras is sitting here and hear ministry sermons like this. Richard wasn't a bad vato loco. Richard, Richard even waxed funny. But he, and I told you this before, we were going to go eat at Denny's. Nothing else was open. I was with Nikki Cruz. And Richard was in the back seat with me. We were, gonna, we were doing some stuff here over in the peninsula. And I was talking. I said, Nikki, I said, you know our ministry. You know Victory Outreach. And we've had some bad motor scooters come out of our ministry. I said, but this guy in the back seat, he got more guts. Most of them guys that think they're bad. This guy, uh-uh. But this guy got guts. He went to Spain for a year and wanted to come home 
And Pastor Sonny asked him, could you stay another year? Thank God it was Pastor Sonny. I didn't want to have a disobedient servant in my hands. And I said, Richard, it's Sonny. He said, okay, I'll do it. And man, I can remember two times real distinctly, he wanted to come home. Real bad. Real bad. But he stuck it out. So this guy got guts. Uh, he's learned it someplace. He's got Sonny's guts. He's got Nikki's guts. What do you have? Uh, God asked him, where is the faith of your fathers? Where are the Abrahams? Where are the Moseses? Where are the Joshuas? Where are the Noahs? Are they here tonight? That's what I'm asking. See, God's tools are people. People of faith. People that pray. That learn to get in there and intercede. And make a difference. Then God gives Gideon a word. Go in thy might. See, suddenly a holy boldness and daring comes upon this young man. When Richard and Daryl and then Dan, when they went to the Philippines, all they had was a word that God was with them. Just like Gideon did. But they're doing great exploits now. They're changing that nation. They've, they've had a great start. But there's more places to go. Right now, I just showed my wife the other day an article on, on Jakarta, Indonesia. It says they're killing Christians. Christians, get out. Ooh. Ooh. But I'll tell you something. If I was single, I might go. Well, I know I'd go. If God would tell me to go, I'd go. But I know he's not going to tell me to go because I'm not single. Uh, but I, 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 I know me. I know me. And I, I might die. But he owed, I owed on drugs nine times. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Uh, but if I could make a difference, that would be time to graduate, time to go. Uh, but but it, but it had to come birth through prayer. But that's how you get that boldness. Uh, through prayer. So very important. So God tells him, go. Suddenly, that holy boldness. I can imagine Gideon asking himself as to why should a child of God be afraid and hiding in a wine press. He must have been ashamed of himself. Go in thy power and thy might and you shall save Israel. He said, man, God chose me. Here I was hiding. Man, I ain't no cha-cha. Thank God he came and rescued me. Thank God he came and called me. Thank God he came and called me. And I gave my testimony here Sunday night. Thank God that God came and called me out of the little small insignificant little town. But God knew my heart. God knew my heart. I wasn't tough and all that stuff, you know, but I could take care of myself. <laughs> okay. But I wasn't the baddest. But that doesn't, that's not what God needs. Uh, this is what God needs. God needs needs. That's what he needs. What do they call it needs? Uh, that's all he needs. Uh, that was more afraid of Lenny than he is of the governor of Minnesota, whatever his name is. The body Ventura. Nah, that was more afraid of Lenny. Then he can get the body Ventura in figure four. Figure eight. Hallelujah. Use both legs, Lenny. Hallelujah. Uh. <laughs> See, when a person prays in real, genuine faith, God comes down in special power. So when Gideon asks, where is the God of our fathers? God in turn asks him, where is the faith of your fathers? Victory Outreach tonight, where are the David Wilkerson's? They got to be here. Where are the Nikki Cruz? They got to be here. Where are the Mary Janes who fought till the very end? Saul, when he spoke, he says, Mary Jane never broke rank, and she didn't. She never broke rank. She never messed up. She never went back to the world. She stayed her course. She fought the fight. 
guts. I told the people that she sent out the other day when I preached last night, I said, listen, Mary Jane never went to Bible school, but she can tell you things and teach you things that Bible school could never teach. All right, right here. Guts. See, where are the fathers of faith? Uh, are they here tonight? If so, then my friend, our great experts are right around the corner. What have I said before? Psalms 107, verse 23 and 24. It talks about how God hangs out in the, in the mighty waters. Remember they're in the deep? God hangs out, out in the deep, in the mighty waters, where the, where the big ships come. God don't hang around on the shore where little timid faith is. Yeah, whenever I should get in. Now I can identify with that. I'm going to search my battle self. No, I'm my timid old self. I hate to get in the water. I am a sissy when it comes to getting in the water. Have you ever seen me? I mean, some of you ladies that have been with, you've been to the, I call it the mighty women of valor. The retreat, what do they call it? Rosarito retreat for the ladies? You remember when I go there, because I, 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 my wife wants to make sure that I'm with her? You, if you ever seen me, some of you have taken pictures, I just hang out right there. I read a book, but I, I, I can't get in there. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I even, sometimes I think sharks are around. You know, I'm like, oh, man, if I get in there, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know. See, God ain't going to use guys like that when it comes to that. I'm not talking about faith. Now, faith, that's a different story. Uh, but that, I, I can't swim too good. I hate salt water. You know, I just love the sun, as you can tell. Uh, but God doesn't, can't use people like that. He says in Psalms 107, he's going to use people that will get in the ships out in the mighty water. Then that's where God lives. God hangs out in the big places out there where the barracuda are, where the sharks really are at, where the great exploits, Moby Dick, ta-da! God doesn't want to help a little guy that can't even swim away. That's nothing. God wants to get guys that are, you know, let's get out there. Yeah, let's go take it. All right, look at, man, that's when God shows up. When guys do some great exploits of faith, those that know their God shall do great exploits. Uh, just like at the things that, look, look what Gideon did. He did all kinds of things all because of prayer. I'm going to finish with this. The, 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 you know, I had some things that he had done. But I like the thing that he did that I explained to you earlier. He went and he tore down the family pole. Okay? In front of every... Well, he did it at night. But he, nevertheless, he did it. And they got mad at him. Because they were very superstitious. Ah, all these things. See, Israel had for years been, been in bondage to its enemies. They were scared. They were superstitious. And all attempts before Gideon's to rid these, of, of all these, uh, the, the enemies and all these, had proven futile. It hadn't happened. Not until a Gideon came along. Your family needs a Gideon. It needs a Gideon. Start with your family. Tear down those poles. You know how you do that? By testifying. Why do you think we have street meetings? You think we're just going, there's reason, it's biblical. What he did is he, he like had a street meeting. And he went out there and he said, listen, a lot of you remember me. Especially over there in that house where I grew up. But now I belong to Victory Outreach. I am a Christian. I've been baptized in water and the Holy Ghost. Where's the PA system? Yeah. Ah, that's, that's the way it was. Told to be bold. That's what he told them. No pussy for him. Yeah, I go to church. I go to church. 
Is what's the name of your church? I don't know I go to Victory Outreach. Ah, my pastor used to be on drugs, but God changed his life. And you need to go there too. Well, I was never on drugs. It doesn't matter. Get over here. Neither was Billy Graham. Get over here. Ah, that's what he did. He tore down his family altar and put up a new altar. That's why God has saved you. Don't be afraid. I mean, since God saved me, I've always been like that. Uh, I've toned it down a little bit because, you know, moderation. But just a little bit. My sister and I, when we first got saved, she was in the home with me too. We'd come into the house. This, 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 this is too much. I never said this before. But it's the truth. My sister and I used to both use the restroom together, but we didn't use the restroom. We used to we used drugs together. And my mother, you know, you heard, you, any of you, you know what I'm talking about, most of you. And my mother was like, Emily, are you in there? Yes, lady. Who's in there with you? I am. Esteban, what are you doing in there with her? Flush, flush, flush. Mama! Man, I don't know what I even said. Uh, now we're saved. We're going to court. We, we come home for passes and stuff. Uh, my wife would take us. Thank God. Hallelujah. Central Camarillo. <clears throat> and we would fight for the restroom. But you know what we would do in there? And my parents would trip. We had to go pray. And my sister would get in the ladies first. And she'd be shandoing down for about a half an hour. My dad's like, you know, and he was a Christian. Methodist. Emily, Jesus, and you know, I'm sitting over there, come on, man. Finally, man, it's about time. Because we're not going to shando together. Hallelujah. Uh, then I'd get in there. My dad, ay, ay, ay. The word, we were tearing down those old altars. Letting it be known. Told to be bold. There's power in prayer. That's how you get it. 